Welcome to another episode of Mujer de Éxito, Unbounded Woman of Success Without Limits. I am Marty Angel, your host for this podcast. Soy Marty Angel, su anfitriona para este podcast, este show. Let me tell you, there are no coincidences why you're here today listening to this. Remember, this message came to you because you're supposed to listen to it. No hay coincidencia que ustedes están escuchando este mensaje hoy. Y me da mucho gusto de que estén aquí. I am really happy that you are here. Just remember that this is a podcast, entrepreneurial podcast, where we share stories of women, mujerpreneurs, that have gone from surviving to thriving and more. Entrepreneurial roller coaster is what we're all on. Siempre estamos aquí para compartir las historias de éxito de todas nuestras mujeres. Mujerpreneur, you have come to the right place and I'm so excited for today's show. But first... Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Welcome, welcome. So today, today's episode, like I said earlier, welcome to Mujer de Éxito Unbounded, another awesome, amazing episode. We're so glad you're here. Gracias por estar aquí. Today, I am very excited because I get to interview Liz Urbina, who is from diet-free conscious eating, and she's a coach, and she's got an amazing story to tell us today, and I'm just really excited, and it hits home because um, I, it, you know, in my, in my previous life, I was a, a professor of, um, of the science of nutrition and the science of the cell and all of that, so did that all through college and um, still have a current practice of functional diagnostic nutritionist practice, and she ha is a wealth of information. I'm so happy to have her here. She's a mujerpreneur, and we together are going to unpack some things, and you're going to hear, this is the, you're going to hear her story from going from, you know, it's going to be raw and real, going from surviving to thriving to succeeding. And this is an amazing opportunity. Welcome. My name is Marty Angel. I am your host for Mujer de Éxito Unbounded. Let's get to it. A ver, Liz, I'm so happy. Liz, tell us a little bit about 
your history. I know that you are a, by profession, you are an engineer, but something happened along the way. And now you're a diet-free conscious eating coach. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And you can, puedes hablar en inglés o en español y puedes mezclar las dos. This is a bilingual <laughs> podcast. <laughs> super, super fun. Muy divertido. Gracias, Marty, por tenerme aquí. Thank you very much. I really appreciate having this opportunity to be here with you today. And um, yeah, I, I am an engineer of profession uh, with a master in science in engineering. And I, um, yeah, Two years, three years ago, I pivoted from that, from a 22-year career into this uh, conscious eating coaching. I founded uh, these, uh, the Diet-Free Conscious Eating Academy and created an amazing uh, program for women over 40. Uh, to really help them transform their relationship with food and make eating consciously like a a fun part of their life instead of feeling like another diet or feeling like, you know, like it, they are restricting themselves, like make it really a, a fundamental part of their life. And um, they have seen amazing results like I just did. Like you said, yes, I had my own story of uh, health challenges. About 15 years ago, I was not the person who I am right now. <laughs> I am 45 years old now, and I feel amazing. I am super energetic. I love being outdoors, being active. And that was not the case uh, 15 years ago uh, when I was, you know, I was 20 pounds overweight. I was struggling with my energy. Like I had, I was surviving on three and four coffees a day. And um, I also had this acne, chronic acne on my face, on my chest, on my shoulders. And that really took away from my self-confidence, from my, um, it made me anxious and self-conscious. You know, cuando uno se siente que no está, que no está confortable, en, en, el, en uno mismo, ¿sabes? Y entonces empieza inclusive a evitar um, re relacionarse socialmente con otras personas por culpa de eso. That, that, that was my life. Like I was literally avoiding uh, social engagement because of that, because of those mm -hmm. things. But what really took me down was... Um, that I was diagnosed with unexplained infertility at the age of 34. Oh, wow. And okay. that was, that was devastating, honestly, at a point in my life when I was ready, like I was settled in, in, in a new country with a, a great job, you know, and uh, I was, I had, my son was at that time four years old. And I was like, I always wanted to have three children of my own and all of the sudden realizing that that was not going to happen it was like my entire world collapsed right in front of me and um and you know we tend to believe that all of those signs and symptoms that our body is so that is esa es una de las cosas que me encanta um, hacer ver a las personas que nuestro cuerpo es tan inteligente, es 
tan, y nos, y nos manda tantas señales y, y we tend to ignore those signs, we tend to numb those signs, tomamos medicaciones eh, o comemos mucho o nos enfocamos en, en la televisión o en, o en el teléfono, ¿verdad? Y entonces este, tendemos a, a ignorar y esas señales que nuestro cuerpo nos manda y así estaba yo. Y, y también tendemos a pensar que son, in, in, que son una separada de la otra, que no tienen nada que ver. We tend to believe that they, those signs and symptoms uh, that, that we experience in our body are independent, are not related. And what I realized, what I learned in my experience is that all of those signs and symptoms that I had from the acne to the bloating, to the energy, low energy um, and the overweight were had the same root cause than my infertility. You know, that was like the biggest realization for me. And the second realization was that the root cause was associated with my choices, my choices from what I was eating, what I was drinking, how I was living the last, the past 10 years before that. Like we don't realize that what our choices of today are literally the term, determining our future, right? Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I tell that to my kids all the time. Remember the choices you make in your twenties will, will show up in your thirties. And yes. you, what you do in your 30s will show up in your 40s. And what you do in your 40s is going to hit you hard in your 50s. And, and so it goes, you know, yeah. Yeah. So and, the, right. and, the, and the more we age, the harder it hits, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Tell me about it. See, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, all of those real, so, and, and another thing that I always bring up and I, the more I talk to people, the more I talk to my clients, the more I talk to other people who struggle with some sort of chronic disease, because for me it was that infertility and, you know, all of those other signs for other people is diabetes, is a high blood pressure, is high cholesterol, is heart disease, even cancer, right? And so one of the things we all have come to an agreement is that most in the conventional, let's say in the conventional medicine or health uh, system, none of us, including me, were asked, how are you eating? How is your diet? And, and, and yeah, that's so true. I believe that um, I'm a two-time cancer survivor. I'm right there with you. I'm, you know, being, having a nutritional practice. Yeah, nobody, and that has to do with also being a college professor. I can tell you that the students that are in the nursing program and in the medical program, it's not written in their curriculum to have a full nutritional set of courses. They have hours of, you know, the doctors, if you're on a med program, you get 11 hours, 11 hours of nutrition. Okay. There's zero pharmaceutical, zero nutraceutical, and so I hear you and the, and the nurses, they at least get one or maybe two courses. That's it. Yeah. So and great. so, 
Yeah, so so I find that it's like it's not their fault, right? No, it's, it's not. A it's systemic not. Pro, it's a systemic problem. It's like how things work and we are paying the consequences, right? Marketing, mama, marketing. <laughs> I think it's all marketing because you know the big the big, you know, the the fast food chains, they know how to get you know, I mean, they make the food look so good when you're watching television and and all of that, right? So it's it's yeah. it's a it's a systemic marketing issue until we start uh, allowing the marketing to you know to stop glamorizing fast food. Yeah, and that's one of the things. The other the other part because I find a lot of people get frustrated anxious and they like we are our own self-critics right and so we hit ourselves hard every time we fall for things that we know are not good for us but mm -hmm. it's like we don't have the willpower to and so i said i i always say to people look our environment matters so much and we are living in a world that normalizes and encourages the consumption of all of those foods, right? Highly processed, super tasty, craveable, and also that are even, I would say, um, addictive, addictive yeah. oh, foods. Yeah. And so it's like, and the food industry is taking advantage of that, right? Mm -hmm. They are putting, they are, they are, putting all of the engineers that actually have one position called the please engineers. And they come up with the perfect combination of sweet and salty and crunchy and all of those things that they know like burst our brain and our taste buds with those uh, happy hormones, right? Give us that those heights so that we eat more of those things. And yeah. it's like, now the good news is we can break free from that. Yes. And that is what I feel is my mission. Okay. Help people see that they can break free from that extreme of overconsuming all of those highly processed foods that are impairing our body from functioning properly and also breaking free from the other extreme, which is those diets that are super restrictive, that make people feel so bad and are actually some of them not healthy, some of them not sustainable, right? So there is a middle point, people. There is a middle point where you can find the health and the, the happiness. happiness and the <laughs> Yes, yes, there is. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's not about never eating those things that you like ever again. It's not about that. Nope. And um, it's, it's all about balance, right? And yes. understanding what, where, where to make the adjustments, right? And right. that is what your work, part of your work is with those tests because everyone is different. Everybody is different. And so we all respond differently to different stimulus, right? right? And 
that is the other part that I do, which is helping them. Okay, this is what is good for you. Let's put it together. Yeah. Yeah. And that is so needed because um, do you do courses like that? Do you do courses that help people? Like, let's say, for instance, let's say somebody comes to you with a, a list of foods, right? And they're like, okay, Emma, I have this list of foods. I'm not supposed to eat these. I got to eat these. How do I do it? Is that what you do? Is, do you have courses? I do have, I do give workshops and trainings oh, and uh -huh. I put uh, courses and in my, in my program, in the program that I offer to, for women over 40, it's all about that. It's all about uh -huh. understanding, you know, okay, what are the best protein ch choices for you? What are the best carbohydrates? Because there's so many misconceptions. We have to avoid carbs, you know, they are the enemy they are gonna make us fat and all that and it's like wait no it's not I, like that you know I, I call it the gym food talk right because yeah. i you know at the gym at the gym you know um everybody who goes to the gym is an expert in food right and so and i know this because i i love the sauna right so i go into the sauna and, and I'm just really quiet and I love to listen because that's how I learn most about people by just being quiet and listening. And I hear so many people, you know, say so many bad things and other people that are listening, take it for, you know, for, for what, what would I call it? Take it for the gospel, right? Oh, my friend said that I shouldn't have this. And, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, the, here's people, here's people, you know, sharing things that like, for instance, let me give you an example. I know for a fact that chemically, if you have a, if you're in adrenal fatigue, you should not be eating spinach, kale, and a couple other foods, right? If you're in adrenal fatigue, and many people are walking around with adrenal fatigue that don't know they have it, okay? And if you give a person who's got adrenal fatigue kale and spinach, you are actually going to send them into stage three adrenal fatigue. And so yet, yet people are saying, no, eat your greens. You've got to eat more kale. You've got to eat more spinach. And they could technically be hurting themselves by eating something that society says is healthy, general. Mm. And so that's, that's, um, you know, it's like people, that's why I call it the, the, you know, I ask people when they do that, oh, so this was a gym food resume that you <laughs> conversation you overheard and things like that. So, um, do you go through, let me ask you this when they're in your program, they're in your program. And do you go, um, through like, um, different, uh, you know, like myths and things like that? Um, you know, yes. I go over a lot of myths. One of my favorite ones is the protein meat, right? Like we all should be eating a lot of protein and that is going to make us lean and strong. And a lot of people, what, what a lot of people don't know is about 
we can overconsume protein too. Yes, <laughs> yes. And that overconsumption of protein, particularly if it's from uh, from meats, from animal-based proteins, that leads to inflammation, yeah, and, and that kidney. can lead to kidney damage. Exactly. Yes. So, so, so a lot of the diet, and that's one of the things I say. A lot of the diets out there are making people, leading people to eat, you know, pounds of meat and fat, which is not the healthiest fat <laughs> every day. And the, yes, they start seeing some results, but there's a point where they start seeing things in retrograde, right? right and they right. start feeling like not great and their cholesterol goes up and they are still having problems being. And guess what? All of that is because of that overconsumption of protein. So that is one of the biggest ones that I put out there because, yeah. So how long is your, is your program and that you offer? Is it like a, a six month program? Is it a year program? What is that? So the, my signature program is a six months and six months literally is the minimum time I find Yes, it's necessary for someone to really start changing their mindset. Yeah. Start changing their mindset because it's not about like I always tell people following a recipe is easy and you can find tons of recipes, right? Even though another say I think you put healthy recipes on Google and you get a lot of things that are not that healthy. Mm -hmm. But assuming <laughs> they are right like it that is the easy part the difficult part is really start thinking differently about your food about how you are around food about how do you enjoy your food and that is where i invite people to really start eating like they love they love themselves you know, not just for the sake of eating or for the pleasure of eating, but also for as an act of love right. to themselves. That's so beautiful. You know, um, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'm also, um, I was also a professor of yoga. I'm a yoga therapist. Mm -hmm. I've got my degree from Loyola Marymount University. I have had, um, I have conducted um semi-private, um, you know, yoga healing retreats. And one of the things that I, that I incorporate there, that's critically important because it's part of one of the, of the, you know, eight steps of yoga is what we call mindful eating. And you can't do mindful eating if you're chatting, if you're reading. And so it's, it's, um, so what I do, and it's so hard for people, I'll have them take a raisin or something small or a grape or a strawberry or right or a blueberry. And I, you know, they have to be blindfolded and then they put it in their mouth and they must chew it 25 times or more. And within those 25 times, they've got to be, you know, 
feeling the food um, and emoting the food and what's happening in their body. And so we are so, you know, we are so disconnected from our body when that food goes in. So mindful eating is about really paying attention about, okay, I ate this two hours later, I'm, I feel like I'm falling asleep. And, and that connection is important. Yeah. Right. And, but uh, speaking is also, you know, take away the, you know, I, I do a Vipassana 10 days of no speaking Mm. and that will change the way you eat too. Mm, Nice. I love it. I love it. So tell me a little bit about, um, um, so you actually decided, when did you decide to start this as a business? And, and, um, you know, what was that? I heard that it was, you know, the turning point. I know what made you go from, you know, to conscious eating coach, but tell me a little bit about the business for somebody that's out there that maybe, you know, because it's okay to have a whole bunch of nutritionists. It's okay to have, there's enough for everybody. I'm of the mindset that there is enough for everybody. I'm not the only business coach out there. I may not be great for you. So if somebody else wants to be a coach, what were the steps that you took? What, what happened? What, what happened in, in your mindset that said, okay, I'm going to do this. I love this question, Marty. And it's, uh, yeah, being an engineer for so long and a, a successful engineer, you know, I loved what I was doing. I loved the security. I loved the income. Uh, I loved the challenges and the, the, the teamwork part of it. Like, it was amazing. I worked my last uh, 11 years of career. I was working in the largest oil and gas company in Canada, which was like the dream job. So so I guess for me, I had all of that, but at some point I started feeling like, okay, this is awesome. I love it, but what is my legacy? What am I doing to help others? You know, I started questioning what was the purpose of my life, you know? And this was this was like a process for me until COVID hit. COVID hit, and that really gave me the time and the space to reconsider and rethink what I was doing in my life. For I know I understand and I I you know I I I feel for all of those people who suffered from from the COVID, from the pandemic. And then, but but for me, really, it was a blessing. And during that time, I read three books that literally changed my life. So if you're someone who's considering changing careers or starting a business, these three books, oh my goodness, were the ones who made me decide to start taking action even when I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. So the boots are Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hills. That's an old, old book. Done, been there. Okay. Yeah. 
second was finding meaning in an imperfect world. And that's okay. from Ido Lando, I think it's pronounced. And the third one was, was the top five regrets of the dying. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, I, I have to do something, you know, because the number one regret was living a life that for others, living a life that was good for others, but was not good for you. Oh, okay. And so... So we tend, I feel like we tend to believe that we have to have everything figured out mm -hmm. in order to start something, mm -hmm. in order to start taking action. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I would, I would tell to anyone considering this, considering starting a business is start right away with what you've got, with what you think you have to do, of course, finding mentorship and finding guidance is key that it, that was like the first thing for me i didn't even have like i did have a facebook account but it was private i didn't even use it you know i was like zero zero ground on social media on youtube or any of that like i was i had a linkedin account because that was my professional profile mm -hmm. you know <laughs> <laughs> But other than that, I had no clue. So one of the things I knew is I wanted location freedom. I wanted to be able to do whatever I wanted to do from wherever I was. So I knew it had to be online. So that was the first thing. And that's when I started looking for mentorship and guidance on that area because I had, like, I didn't know what to do. And the first thing I, I heard from many of the gurus marketing online marketing gurus out there was well you have to start some sort of community and you have to start making videos and that's what i did i created a facebook group that is called the conscious eating tribe for women over 40 and i started doing 10 to 15 minutes uh, live videos in there weekly like i was freaking out with fear i was like not really knowing what what i was doing but i did it and i'm so proud i did it you know yes. i'm so right. happy i did it even though i have the fear and the other thing that i think is is could be helpful for anyone out there wanting to to start an online business like this is that it is a challenge, not only navigate through our own fears and our own negative mindset, self-doubt and all of those things, but also sometimes is our environment negativity and also our environment uh, feedback because they might not understand our vision. They definitely for me nor my family nor my friends colleagues like all of them thought i was losing my mind <laughs> like what is happening to you <laughs> right? you're yes you're leaving the corporate world to do what <laughs> exactly and and it was like okay so navigating through that is not easy alone so my best 
my best advice is find a mentor and find a community that gets you, that can hold that vision with you and for you when you are not strong enough to hold it because that's going to happen. That happened to me. And I'm so thankful I found that a place like that, like in a space like that. Right. And that, and that's so, so important because, you know, the old adage teamwork makes the dream work, right? It's the same thing, you know, and the nuances of becoming that entrepreneur, right. And, and, um, and being that, I, somebody said to me, oh, well, you know, being Latina, um, being Latina has, I think, in, in my opinion, and with many people that, um, that actually have come on to my podcast, being Latina helps us be entrepreneur. Why? And, and here's, here's where I'm going to get a little bit, um, you know, I'm going to ruffle some feathers here, but what happens is, is that we were not given, we were not given that white privilege, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that privilege where, you know, you're white, it's who you know, or whatever. And let's, let's pull you in and, and here, many of us had to struggle, had to work hard, had to go out there and prove ourselves in order to be accepted in the, in the, you know, corporate world, in the education world, in a job world, And those skills are the ones that make us strong, resilient, entrepreneurial, chingona Latinas. I mean, it's like it innately, it's our struggle that has made us successful. That's what I think. What do you think? A hundred percent. Totalmente de acuerdo contigo, Marty. Es, este, sí, o sea, yo trabajo desde que tengo 15 años y mm-hmm. tuve que ir a la universidad trabajando y cuidando a mi hermana menor y, o sea, ha sido así for, forever. Like, I've been working since I'm 15 years old and I had to go to, to school while working, graduated, even in the, within the first, uh, with the, with the first GPAs and all that stuff and got my master's degree while working with having a, a, a small a child family. and a, a family, right? Like in, 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 a, in a different country. So it's like all of those things that have put, me on my knees, including my infertility, have been my strength, right. are my strength now. So, And you are extremely successful. I see you out there. You know, you're the champion. You're the conscious eating coach. And I see you out there and you're, you know, you're doing, um, you're doing things. And that's the beauty is that you're, you're helping people. And one of the things that, um, you know, that brings all of us together and I think brings you onto my podcast is that we have those values. We are servant leaders. Right. And este, somos servidoras. Nos, nos, nos gusta ayudar a la gente. Right. And, and that's how we come sí. together. And that's, I think, that is 
critically important. And I see on your mission, your mission is to help others see a better way. I mean, see that, you know, so many people come to me and say, oh my God, you know, um, I can't eat this and I can't eat that. And I always say, do the 80, 20 rule. If 80% of the time you're, you're now you're okay. And then 20%, I mean, we're human, right? And it's like, People always ask me, oh, my God, are you? No, but there are things that I do and things like that. And um, I'm sure that people ask you all the time when they say, oh, my God, are you like 100 <laughs> percent? Yeah. And I'm not. I say it all the time. I say exactly what you just said. 80-20 is the best rule ever invented. And doing 80 percent of the time the right thing is going to make the other 20% not matter at all. So, right. and perfection is not needed, which is the beauty of this. Perfection. Yeah. And, and I feel that when, when people give them, like I had this client, Latina client, by the way, <laughs> she's Mexican and she loves her tacos and her chilies and all that stuff. And when she came to me, she's like, oh my gosh, I have this party on on Saturday and all my friends are going to be there and there's going to be so much food, delicious food that I love and oh my, I'm not going to be able to control myself. And I'm like, relax. <laughs> First thing you're going to do before going to your party is eat something good at home so that you're not starving, right? So that you're not. And drink water, you know, drink water. And people drink water. People, yeah. people devalue the importance of being hydrated. We're, uh, you know, when you're dehydrated, your you, your body, your mind, it, it plays mind games on you and makes you think that you're hungry, but you're really, you're really, really not satiated, right? Yes, yes, hundred percent. So, so anyway, long story <laughs> short. She, she gave, and, and the second thing I told her is, and then you go there and you're like, you're going to be, be like a chef. You're going to take small bites, small little pieces of things, and you're going to enjoy those things. Like, oh, this is like the most delicious thing I have ever tasted. And you're going to enjoy it. And then you're going to feel satisfied and it's going to be okay no big deal so she went and she <laughs> had a lot of fun she drank a lot of water <laughs> she had little bits and pieces of delicious foods and she was so happy she came, she texted me the next day saying please this is awesome i feel great i don't feel guilty i don't feel bloated i don't feel this and that and i had fun so when people give themselves permission it's like you release that pressure and mental pressure and then people actually make better choices mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes we, and you hit a key thing. I want to, I want to share that, that you hit the key thing. So let me tell you a little story about me. So when I was little, I used to watch this show called the Galloping Gourmet. 
Mm. He was a chef. And one of the very first chefs that I knew of was on TV. He would cook his food and then he would serve his, you know, you could see that it wasn't like, you know, not supersized, but it was there. And he would take a bite and in front of the camera, mm, and he would just, mm, I can taste this in it and I could taste that in it. And then I was, a, I remember being young and going like, He's talking about tasting the garlic he put in it, the, you know, the pepper and all this other stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm going to try that, see if I can taste it. And so watching that show, I would, you know, I would do the same. I would fix my stuff and I would come over and then I would, and my mom would say, ya no vas a comer and and I would say, oh, no, I'm full now, right? Because I learned to chew, I learned to taste. And it was like, oh, wow. And to this day, I still, I enjoy eating. People look at me and go, oh, my God, you don't eat. And I'm going like, oh, no, you don't understand. I enjoy cooking. I, I you know, I'm, I'm, recently, I'm going to be um, finally upgrading and, um, you know, taking a house and rebuilding it. And I'm going to have a chef's kitchen because Ooh. I love cooking. I love cooking. People think I don't eat. No, Mandre. I love cooking. <laughs> and the, the newest thing is like at my old age, all of a sudden I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm a one drink kind of person. And I drink once, maybe twice a month, but now Every weekend, I have to have at least four ounces of red wine. And now I'm becoming a wine taster. <laughs> That's Just, so fun. Yes. But it's, you know, but it's, it, you're, like you said, people have to taste the food. Taste yeah. the food. They eat without tasting the food. And people look yeah. at me like I'm crazy. Like, what do you mean I'm not tasting <laughs> the food? Right? You're shoveling it in. You're not tasting yeah. it. That yeah. you know. And yeah. um, my husband. Let me let me just share a story, and then I have another question for you. So my husband, he has learned to eat, and um, you know, and he's six foot, and and he's slender for his. And he vacillates between, you know, 195 and 200 pounds, which is pretty good for him. Um, but he, you know, we've been married for 40 years. So it's like he's had 40 years of practice. People always <laughs> wonder <laughs> how he stays so thin. And it's like because I, you know, I've been working with him and teaching him how to taste his food. Yeah. Because. Yes. People don't know how to taste food. They don't know how to enjoy the food. You said it. You hit it right there. Yes. And so, so important. People don't realize that that is actually part of our digestion. Yes. And that we start we start assimilating vitamins and nutrients right from there. Right from you, And we start sending signals in our to, from our brain to our stomach yeah yeah we don't need to eat more we are now satisfied we have enough nutrients particularly if the food that we're eating is 
Good food, right. right? Whole food, whole food, yes. what I call whole food. Yes. Because, um, you know, some people are like, oh, uh, but whole food is, I think, the, the word. I have yes. another question for you. When you were young, when you were a little girl, what um, were you overweight? Was there um, an issue with eating that you think of? Or tell us a little bit about that. So I was, I have never been obese. I have very, I have always been active. I have, I love sports. So I, I think that helped me to stay, you know, lean-ish. Okay. Even when I was not eating properly, even when my diet was not um, whole and nutritious. Um but I did gain a lot of weight. Like I was 20 pounds overweight when I left my country because one of the things I say is back in, back in Venezuela, I mean, we, we eat a lot of not great food, but most of the foods that we eat are whole, are like from my, my grandma's backyard from the neighbor's uh, chicken who puts, who, who, or, or, or her, he has an, a, a hen that puts eggs. And so we, we ate the eggs mm. from the neighbor. So it's like more traditionally grown, like old home. way, whole foods, right? Right. Less chemically processed foods, right. I guess. But when I left and I went to Europe, Oh my gosh, all the bread, the wine, <laughs> the uh, processed meats. Uh, I mean, and, it's, and, and, and over there is still not all that bad. And then when I came to North America, holy cow, it was even worse. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> right? The problem is that we, I was so busy, right? I, like I was working full time, right. being a mom, being a wife, the house and everything. And, and, and not like in my country, back in Venezuela, I had someone helping me with at, the, at home, with the, with the cooking, with the cleaning, with the everything. We could, we could do those things. But when I came to North America, that became like an impossible thing to, to get. Right. So I had to do everything. And so it really becomes so convenient and easy to grab those foods that are not great for us. And that's the other problem. Right. And so that's when I went 20 pounds overweight Okay. Right before trying to, like, I would say, yeah, like, like the 10, five to 10 years before trying to have my, my second baby, right. which, which never came. Oh. So, so yeah. And, and what people don't realize, like one of the beautiful things that I lo love saying is we need to flood our body with what it needs in order to it for it to be able to heal and regenerate because right. it is designed to do that exactly with the right fuel right 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 but, 
Then and then we think about the wrinkles and our skin and the collagen, particularly at this age, at this stage and age after 40, right? But one of the things I say, well, that's happening in the outside. But what is happening in the inside? So for mm -hmm. me, my ovaries aged like 10 years faster than they should. Exactly. Yep. So, well, yeah, great story. Great mm -hmm. story. Hey, sweetie. So, um, tell us a little bit about where can people find you? And, um, do you have a website? This is amazing. You have been, uh, I just love, I mean, we could go on and on and on, <laughs> but I want, I want to be able to have people find you because you're, you know, you're, definitely something that people, um, you know, are looking for. Sometimes they don't even know they need you, but, um, yeah. where, where can they find you? Well, I do have, well, the, the, the best place right now is going to be the, uh, my supportive community in Facebook, the conscious eating tribe for women over 40. And, uh, that's where I go live every week with sharing this type of information, tips and tricks. And I go from life from my kitchen, share recipes, how to do things faster. So that again, those busy women out there realize that they can too find a way to incorporate this and make it part of their lives in a sustainable way. Perfect. So that's, that's the first place. Um, I also have a website uh, www.lizurbina.com. So there's my name, Liz Urbina. And in there, uh, yeah, they will see a little bit of my story, uh, of what I do, more of what I do. They will have the opportunity to book a free session with me just to see how, where they are at and come up with a mini plan together. What, what could be the next best step for them to take, uh, to start improving their their way of eating and um and there's also a free gift that i uh, offer one of the one of the main challenges that my uh clients have most of my clients have is struggling with sugar cravings and like i love saying again it's not your fault sugar is so addictive and it's everywhere and so I put together a, a guide with seven simple, super practical um, and proven strategies that people can start uh, using right away to break free, like to gain sugar freedom, what I call it. gain okay. your sugar freedom. Enjoy your, enjoy your sweet treats with freedom, you know, without worrying about the negative health effect or worrying about that you won't be able to stop once you start, you know, it's like, Perfect. yeah, forget about that. So that's uh, the seven easy proven ways to uh, crush your sugar cravings. So perfect. And for all of the listeners, um, these links she's talking about, I will post them underneath. Um, if you're watching us live or on the replay on YouTube, they will be in the description below. If you're listening to us, uh, wherever you're listening to the podcast, make sure that you look below. They're in the show notes. 
And if you can't find it, reach out to me. I am Marty Angel everywhere. So at Marty Angel, you know, MartyAngel.com. Just reach out to me and I will send you her links. You can also reach out to Liz. Like she said, LizUrbina.com. Liz, it has been an amazing day. Thank you so much for being on this uh, Mujer de Éxito Unbounded. You are truly la Mujer de Éxito Unbounded. I'm so, so incredibly grateful for you and for what you do. Such a needed service. Gracias, hermosa. Gracias, Marty. No, fue totalmente mi un placer y un honor estar aquí contigo hoy. Gracias por tenerme. Y igualmente, me encanta lo que haces y cómo nos ayudas a nosotras, mujeres emprendedoras, mujerpreneurs, to start getting up to speed and making this vision a reality for ourselves and yeah. to keep helping, helping others, right? Right, right. All right, Mija. Well, thank you so much. And as always, um, we are so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you, the watchers and the listeners. And make sure you uh, listen. If you're looking at us on YouTube, her podcast will drop November 4th. Gracias y que tengan bonito día. This episode brought to you by Celeviv Hydrating and Lifting Sheet Mask. The Celeviv Hydrating and Lifting Sheet Mask locks in intense moisture to perfectly prime your skin for restful sleep. Apply this relaxing hydration serum several times a week to pamper yourself and radiate your healthier looking complexion. Sheet masking is all the rage right now. Make it a regular part of your healthy skincare regimen today. Celeviv Hydrating and Lifting Sheet Mask. Click the link below and get yours today.